welcome to episode 118 of the Parkrun Adventurers podcast. If you've been here since episode one, that's a long time. Thanks for sticking with us and thanks for coming back. If you've just joined us this week, welcome. It's lovely to have you here. My name is Mel. I am co-host along with the enigmatic Scotty Trickett. Scotty, are you here? I am. Never, never been described as enigmatic. And I don't think it's actually correct, so off to a bad start. <laughs> off to a bad start, Mel. <laughs> well, I would disagree, and I'm sure a lot of our regular listeners would disagree as well. Hey, we've just spent the weekend together. We were on the Goldie. We were. We had a bit of a park run gathering of minds last weekend, which was both fun and exhausting at the same time. It was. Talking park run all weekend talking vision, strategic vision of the, the organisation. Uh, it was exciting. You know, it does excite me, and I don't mind talking parkrun, as you may have already guessed. So to do it all <laughs> weekend to do it all weekend was pretty cool. And also hanging out with you um, was, was particularly cool. I'm not sure if you were so excited to see me on Sunday morning, though. Well, I was a little bit more surprised than that. <laughs> <laughs> it's... Whenever somebody you you it's early morning and it's cold and you're on your own and you get into your car, the last thing you expect is for somebody to open the passenger side door and just hop in, <laughs> let alone a sweaty someone. Yeah. So, so, um, so let's paint the picture. Sunday morning. I'm a broken man. I, I'm not going <laughs> to hide behind. Which is frequently the case, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So I made, I made the announcement that I've, I've given up my hopes of my marathon this year, which really shouldn't surprise anyone who knows me. I have failed again. But I've also, I've, I've just lost it. I just am not running at all anymore. So on Sunday morning, we went out with the boys all gung-ho. Yeah, let's smash out the gays first thing in the morning. And I would um, like to mention at this point that I made the uh, intelligent decision not to go for a run <laughs> or um, run slash walk to Junior Park Run from where we were staying. I think I was pretty much the only one. Yeah. I, I will use the excuse that I was going to drive a bunch of people back to the accommodation afterwards. But, but isn't that cool though, Mel? So everyone involved in Park Run at board level and staff level, they've got this, this active drive to get out and go for a run on Saturday morning or whether they walk to Junior Park Run or run 20k beforehand. It's it's a nice group to mix with. But I went out for a run. The intention was about 12k finishing at Junior Park Run. I honestly, after about 2k, I was done. I wanted to turn around and come back. But I didn't. But I, pull, I pulled the pin at 6k and let the rest of the boys go on. And then I'll say, I'll grab the, I'll grab the car and meet you guys at Junior Park Run. Did you make it 6K? You told me it was only 3K. Oh, is that when you had a blowout with your calf? Yep. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. So the body's breaking down much earlier than 6K. <laughs> but because I'm strong, because I've got that inner drive, I pushed on to 6K. Not at all to do with the fact that you were 3K in the opposite direction away from the accommodation Maybe. and where your car was parked. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> you had to run back that other three. So for, for, so for new listeners to the podcast, I live in Melbourne. I'm not familiar with uh, where everything is on the Gold Coast. So I'm running back to our accommodation and I realised that my phone is a junior park run because I was volunteering as a scanner. And remember, the original idea was that I was going to run the junior park run. And I don't know, we call them Melways down here. Mel, that's like the old paper book uh, map, like the big book with the maps I don't think they exist I, anymore. I like it? the name of that, Melways. It's like where I would go. Exactly. What, what do you call them? What did you call them in Sydney? I'm sure they had, they had a different name everywhere. Well, no, in Brisbane, where I, um, you know, Queensland, where I actually live, <laughs> we call them Refidexes. <laughs> Refidexes. <laughs> Why is that funny? Because <laughs> that's a long <laughs> way from Melway. <laughs> I don't know. Um yeah, Refidex. I guess it's it's a uh, an amalgamation of reference and index or something. Yeah. Well, anyway, they don't make them anymore. So I was faced with the prospect of getting back to our accommodation and having no Can idea. Can I just ask if they did make them? Would you be carrying one of those heavy books around <laughs> when you don't like carrying your phone? No, <laughs> when I, thought, you go for a run? I thought they might be in the hire car or something like that. Oh, I'm sure that's I what see. they used gotcha. to do. The hire car that you you had your keys for, I'm assuming. Yeah, yep. 
Yep, I knew I had the keys because they would have been in the accommodation. But anyway, so I, I started walking back because I was a broken man and I thought, it's okay, I've got plenty of time. But then I realised that, shit, there's no, I, I, need to, I need to get back to the accommodation before somebody leaves because I have no idea where I'm going once I get there. And luckily, so I, I, I dropped it. I was doing four-minute Ks coming back because I knew that it was cutting it fine. And you, Mel, you're a sight, you're a vision. When I saw you in the distance, I thought, thank when you're you. Broken, man, you are my saviour. No phone. <laughs> because not only that, I would have let, let all the juniors down at Junior Park Run when they couldn't get their barcode scanned because I was lost running around trying to find um, Southport juniors. <laughs> and because so, – so then I carjacked you. I just jumped in the car. Yeah, I didn't even see you. Like the door literally just opened and there you were getting in my car and I had no idea that you were approaching the vehicle or anything. You might have wanted to yell out, hey, or something as you saw me get in the other side, but no. It was a surprise. I thought I'd surprise You're lucky you. I live in a very safe state and I wasn't flighty about it. Um. <laughs> well, surprise, you were very calm. It was good. <laughs> um, but to prove that I would have got completely lost, and you were my saviour because when we started going, um, I thought it was in the completely opposite direction. So we were supposed to go well, right, I would have gone left, and I would have been I would have been in the harder surface. Not only this, see, I'm you are making the assumption that you would have been able to get into the accommodation after everybody else had left uh, to get your keys for your car. This is true. See, I didn't I didn't really think it through. I'll admit that now. <laughs> I just really wanted to stop running on Sunday morning <laughs> and I thought about the consequences afterwards and the consequences could have been I could have ended up running forever. Or, or would you have caught a taxi or something? Not that you could have called a taxi or an Uber. Yeah. I think you just would have missed Southport Juniors and you would have had to sit down and cry waiting until everyone got back. But anyway, that's my tale from uh, the weekend and – you, uh, one thing I was very impressed with by you is you did the double volunteer. So you, uh, we all volunteered at Juniors on Sunday, but uh, you backed it up or, or started it by volunteering at Main Beach. Now I'm curious as to why, why you did that, Mel. I know you have a love well, of volunteering, but tell me why. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm a fan of volunteering as well, and. I had already run Main Beach, so I know I know it was the chosen park run destination because there were a bunch of people who hadn't done it that were coming from interstate, and that's all good. But I figured, you know, I, I've already run the event; it might be nice to volunteer and and put it, help help the team put it on for other people who hadn't run it before. So that was that was why um, when when the the date for the weekend had been set earlier this year. I actually emailed um, Paul Ralph, the event director, uh, back then. So it was like February. And I said, hey, you know, I would like to put myself down for timekeeper on, you know, that what was it, the 24th of June or, or whatever the date was. And uh, I think he was a little bit surprised to have a volunteer four months in advance. And he looked up and he's like, no, that's not the Gold Coast Marathon weekend, which they cancel anyway. So he, I think he was a little bit uh, surprised to receive such an early volunteer, but always happy to to have people come and volunteer from other places. And, you know, I got to use – this was the first time officially that I got to use the app um, – no, that's not that's not 100% true because I've, I've used it at launches of events in my former territory. But this is the first time at a completely, um, what's the word, autonomous event that I, I haven't been involved in from um, a development perspective and things like that. And I just got the normal volunteer reminder on uh, earlier in the week saying, hey, you know, if you're a timekeeper or a barcode scanner, please download the app because, you know, we, we like to use the app at this event. I was so excited that I got to timekeep with the app. Um, I've previously used the barcode scanner when I've been volunteering, but I've never got to timekeep with it. So that was very cool and and super easy. And I got to airdrop it to Paul's phone afterwards. So even the other times I've volunteered, I've just emailed the files. But we airdropped it to his phone 
which is so much easier even than emailing. You just stand next to somebody and then all of a sudden they've got the file and he processes all the results. He's got, a, he's got his own personal uh, goal every week. They go to the pavilion for breakfast after park run and he orders a coffee and his goal is to get the results done before the coffee is ready for him every week. And it's so simple that it just happens. I was very impressed because I'm standing, I was being a bit fancy, we were standing in the ABC studios on the Gold Coast um, while the boss was doing an interview and then bang, like it's not long after nine o'clock or something. No, it was even before that, that I, my, um, my results popped up in my inbox. So very impressive, very impressive slick operation at Main Beach. And I've got to say, I have run there before. I've done a couple of freedom runs, but I think this was my second official run. And it's a, it's a good one. It's a really good one. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of happy that that's our, our sort of our home of Parkrun and the first event in Australia because it's a great one for tourists and visitors to go and visit and get a real experience of Parkrun in Australia. Absolutely. Yeah. If a little cold on the weekend. <laughs> How did that help you with your running time? Did you get a PB? Now you're being, now you're being silly. Oh, really? You didn't, yeah. you didn't do very well, huh? Oh, no, I'm, I'm saying now, now you're being silly about it being cold. It was almost tops off weather. Gorgeous. <laughs> Says the Victorian. Hey, actually, no. That's I was standing there before the run speaking to you and our former guest, Mr. Matt Fullerton, and both of you Who? from Victoria, and you said you were cold. Did I? You had Yes, you said you'd just been having that conversation that you're actually feeling quite cold. Okay. Well, once we started running, it was tops off weather. You know, I was fighting. <laughs> I was fighting my urges to keep my top on. That's right. There were. I did notice that there were a couple of the male runners who were carrying their tops by the end of the run. So yeah. it's understandable. Yep. So that was our adventure, our main beach goldie adventure on the weekend. And we won't talk about the World Cup loss of my team in the sweepstakes because <laughs> I'm now out of the game. Right. But that's another story for another time. Yeah. Let's uh, let's save that, Mel. This is this is a tease. You've done a you've done a Mel back a tease. Find out what happened in the park run sweepstakes and which team Scott has got at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> time we attempted to get this guest on he was a snotty blubbering mess and we had to organize for the parkrun adventurers intern to read his contribution he lives in western australia he plays and adventures over there and sometimes in other states and territories and countries his name is maddie trent he's event director of geograph bay maddie welcome to the parkrun adventurers podcast thanks for having me on you know i love a chat Yes, we do know you love a chat. Now, we haven't been to Geograph Bay on the podcast before, so I want to hear all about it. Can you share for the adventurers what the course is like? It's a very simple out-and-back course uh, along a beach path. It's really only just off the sand of Geograph Bay. Uh, as far as Western Australian beaches go, it's a little unusual as it's north-facing. Uh, it is a magnificent spot for summer as you can, you do get a little bit warm, but you can go straight into the water afterwards as the, the beach is literally only metres from the start and finish line. It, it, what we, we commonly see is that and then uh, get a PB for, for parkrun on our course, um, as it is very, very flat. I think if you're lucky, you may get a, a metre of elevation gain on the out and back. So it's a pretty simple one and with only moderate sort of crowds uh, throughout the year, it seems to hover around the 70 to 80 mark and we've been, we duck up to 150 or 160 over long weekends and school holidays and that sort of thing as, as Bustleton is a bit of a, a holiday destination. Maddie, it's a, I've been there. It's a pretty nice part of the world. I want to know how you've managed to arrange your life to be situated in this part of the world, how, how do you make that happen? Because it seems like a pretty sweet setup. Uh, well, it was really just a, a few things all coming together at once, and uh, my wife and I took the plunge to to move down. Whilst I was I wasn't working in full time, and my wife was just going on maternity leave, so we, we had a bit of a bit of time up our sleeves. 
and um, it, it has sort of worked out, and that was five years ago, around about. Uh, and one of the first things I got onto was trying to get a, a park run going. And so how long has it been going? How long has Geograph Bay? Uh, well, Geograph Bay is four and a half years. So November this year is fourth anniversary. Okay. And you've been the event director the whole time? Yes. You must love it. No, I, I, I really enjoy my Saturday mornings. Um, and I was, you know, I was involved a little bit in Bunbury before uh, Geograph Bay kicked off. So in Western Australia... You guys have sharks and things over there. Do you also have the stingers or is is that not really a thing and therefore it's safe-ish if you don't mind being shark bait to swim? There's a few places where you'll see stingers at the, at the right time of year. Geograph Bay is one of those because the, it's quite sheltered and can be very calm. Um, uh, they're, not, they're not so thick that you can't swim um, and... They are only a, they are only a mild sting. Most of the Western Australian coast is probably a little bit rough, and then, and we don't see stingers around. We we would love to have a bit of a wrap up of what's going on in Western Australia with new events and things. You've grown a lot since the last time we had an update from our intern. Can you give us a bit of a recap on what's going on over there? Well, we've had a little bit of a flurry just recently. Uh, we had. Mount Helena launch up in the Perth Hills last week, 23rd of June. They had a massive turnout. Now it was 254, I think. I can't remember exactly. Um, it was fantastic. A rather cold winter's morning. That's a, the, the Perth Hills was a bit of a had a little bit of a park run hole, I would say. It was a, a bit of a, a travel, a bit of a trip from anyone up there to, to get to their nearest event. But there's now one there up and running. Um, we've got a couple more launches coming up in August as well. So on the 11th of August, Tamworth Wetlands will kick off down in the Baldivis area, which is the uh, southern suburbs. And the following week, and this one is a cracker of a name, uh, called Shipwreck Park Run, and that is in the southeastern suburbs of Perth, sort of on the on the city fringe almost. Now, Maddie, last time we aimed to get you on the pod, you were going to come in and do a very similar thing. You were going to give us a wrap-up of what's happening in WA, but you couldn't make it, and we had to call in the intern. Now, the, the intern hasn't been seen since, and I just wanted to see if, if the rumours are true. Is there, Has there been a feud between Maddie Trent and our intern, and, and have you ever seen her since? Do you know about the whereabouts of our intern? Oh, well, to be honest, I was a little disappointed in the intern. Um, the... The, what I act significantly funnier, longer, and uh, better than what she actually read out. So I had a, I wrote a few stern words, and um, I have a feeling this, the the head of Parkrun Adventures uh, may have moved her along. Let's go back though, Maddie, because you mentioned a, a unique little event there called Shipwreck Parkrun. Super cool name. Now, is this going to be linked to the Pirate Club, which is a bit of history linked to yourself there? I do believe. Yes. Uh, well, I, I think it, it could almost become a spiritual home with that sort of name for, for pirates. Uh, however, I think throwing it into the mix to become a pirate would uh, make it a little bit too exclusive for our many, many club members from, in the, from the eastern states and even overseas that, that, that would endeavour to become a pirate. Um, so I guess I'm pretty happy at the moment seeing seven seas and an arr. And with, with the Pirate Club taking off, and it's taking off around the world, do you take a little bit of a pride in that to see one of your inventions get picked up? Yes, well, uh, it, it's a, it is a little bit of a surprise to see how, how widely spread it became fairly quickly. Um, I should probably do more thinking hungover in the shower, I reckon. There's not a lot of people who know where where the idea of the club came from in terms of how it got out of your brain and onto the podcast and then out into parkrun folklore. Do you want to share the story, Maddie? Well, I think I, I'm pretty sure I was heading for Darwin. I not quite remember, um, and I had had I had a stinking hangover, and I was just, well, I was having 
little think in the shower and uh, my brain was going off in weird directions uh, and that sort of thought came to me. Uh, now, and I guess we had a discussion over Messenger while I was waiting to catch the aeroplane um, and it sort of just evolved a little bit. I mean, we did change it around a little, a, a little to make it a bit more accessible uh, to people, but I think we sort of settled on a fairly good uh, medium of the seven seas and an R. I do like that you're very conscious that you want it to be accessible to people and that not adding shipwrecking as a qualifying uh, event for that purpose, you know, um, is, is part of the thinking. Are you a member of your own club? Uh, embarrassingly, not yet. And what plans have you got to get there? Uh, well, it shouldn't take me too long to knock in and do it. Uh, in WA, we only have the six Cs. Um, so that for, that for WA makes it a little bit more, little, little bit more difficult. Um, I have, however, done Chippenham in the UK. So I've, I've got my Cs covered once I get around all of the Western Australian Cs. And then I just have to duck off to our one Western Australian R in Rockingham, uh, and which is a you know almost a port near a port city. So I will hopefully from there join my own club. Well, speaking of um, well, I'm not sure how to link this, but speaking of clubs, we go from one extreme to the other. So one really cool club to the other one that you're associated with. What's the name of that mob? The Derek something or other. The Derek Zoolander Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good. Right. Uh, some people refer to them, however, as the greatest running club in the world. Right. Those some people being you and Mel? Oh, I think, there's, I, think I could probably name three others as well. <laughs> At least. <laughs> I joke. It's a very successful running club. Um, but you are. Are you the head of it these days in Australia? Have you taken over the reins of... Oh, no, no. No, no. Way. I don't no. Think there's really... There's no real uh, controlling body. Um, we, we sort of have a few people. I, You know, I get involved and I talk it up and write a few run reports on the Facebook page uh, and actively recruit. Uh, but as... A bit like the Pirates, really. Yeah, as an, unoffic- as an unofficial club, um, it's not... You know, it doesn't cost anything to join. Uh, we don't have to wear silly green singlets. That sort of thing doesn't go on. Well, I hear that only goes on in, in proper clubs that you have to pay to enter these days. Yes, the only thing that you have to do to join the Zoolanders is to met, log into your profile on the Parkrun website and select the club from the drop-down box. And that goes for any running club really on there. It's very easy to change. I'm always amazed at how many people aren't affiliated with anything when I look at Look at some of the results, and um, you know, many of the running clubs are not for uh, elite athletes such as myself. That you can, they can just be around around a little bit of fun, like the Zoolanders. Um, what's that one that you're part of, Scott? The Easter something. The Westerfoldians is the name you're looking for, Maddie. Oh, West. Geez, a long way east for a club with West in its name. <laughs> Now, this is where there's going to be delay because I've got to think of a witty comeback. But <laughs> let's just let's just move on. <laughs> I'll give you a free hit here before before Mel jumps in. Um, but in all seriousness, it, there must be a sense of community, even though you are spread all around Australia. There is still that checking in after parkrun on Saturday and during the week and sharing your accomplishments. If if any of you guys do accomplish anything, <laughs> yes. Well. Um, Actually, not just around Australia, the Zoolanders are in fact a worldwide running club. Um, if for, for listeners in the UK, New Zealand and the US, they can also choose the Derek Zoolander Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good from, on, uh, from their, attached to their profile. Um, so they'll show up in results there. Uh, so we do have active members in all of those countries. Um, but, yes, there's always pictures of people uh, holding up their hands for our little Z sign, um, strutting their stuff out on the, the parkrun catwalks around the world every week. We've, we've talked about this briefly on the pod before, uh, especially in the olden days when we used to have Club Corner a little bit uh, more regularly. Do you think being a member of a club, unofficial, official, organised, disorganised or not, is... Is something that people should do, Maddie? Is it something that you would encourage people to look into? Absolutely. It just adds that adds that little bit extra. Uh, I know myself when I'm out 
out touristing, if we see someone else in a, a Zoolander shirt or a hat or, or, or whatever they've got, um, it's always that little bit extra to say hello to someone you don't know and have, and have a little bit of a chat, find out where they're from, why they're there, whether they're local, whether they're a tourist as well or at my home event I see them coming through and I always ask where they're from. And do you find that there's any sort of rivalry with, I mean, obviously, you and Scotty are both very passionate about your respective running clubs. <laughs> I'm a member of both at the moment. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to get kicked out of one of those two clubs uh, for not being a paid member. You gentlemen have actually run at the same event at least on one occasion before. I know, Maddie, you're heading to Melbourne for the, the running festival later in the year. Are there any plans for there to be a walk-off between the Zoolanders and the Westerfoldians? Oh, I hadn't really thought about that. It could get messy. Um, and I'll be, I am planning on running a marathon that weekend and I, I don't want to have too many battle scars. Sounds like he's backing down, Mel. <laughs> all That's right. all I'm hearing. Like I'm hearing someone running away scared. <laughs> Got himself Okay, into. here we go. This is a call out to all Zoolander members. The weekend of the Melbourne Marathon, which is the middle of October, um, we'll be lining up out the front of Scott's house to give him a little bit of a welcome to the club. <laughs> <laughs> one thing you're overlooking there is that I live miles away. No one would take, bother taking the time to show up outside my house. But we could have a showdown at our spiritual home. Which is? Oh, as at your club's spiritual home, you mean? Yeah, but if you want something neutral, we can go to Studley. I'm, I'm, open, to, I'm open to ideas. But, hey, it's a couple of months away. You think about that. You, you try and think up excuses how to avoid that. <laughs> there is so much testosterone on this podcast right at the moment. Sorry for the record, he started it. Um, so you're coming to Melbourne. Suddenly we've gone from testosterone to toddler. <laughs> yeah, so you're coming to Melbourne. Are you going to run the marathon? Are you going to be more of a man than me and actually front up and run a marathon this year? Yes, that that is the plan. I'm still trying to talk my knees into cooperating, uh, but I have paid up, so that's the first bit done. That's one of the most important bits. Maybe your knees could have a chat to Scotty's calves. Yes, do a swap. No, it's very admirable for you to go down that path. And, you know, not silly at all to pay in advance before you can um, know for sure whether you're going to run. But would this be the first marathon you're going to attempt? Uh, no, I've, I have, I've done two road marathons before, uh, both, both being the Perth Marathon. Uh, and so I was kind of looking for something that was... Uh, a little bit bigger crowd, and I think for uh, for an Australian event, that one finishing in the MCG as a you know as a, a cricket and AFL tragic to me that seems like an absolutely magnificent spot for a finish line. Um, you know, I was looking for something to do, and and that that one popped up. I reckon it'd probably be a pretty cool spot for a park run too. Maybe we should get that happening in the future. But, of course, that's got nothing to do with you, Maddie, because you're in the West. <laughs> and Scotty's obviously not going to jump in about that. Um, it's a pretty cool sounding name, though, wouldn't it? Park run at the MCG. It is. I wonder if we can make yes. that happen. You've done, you've done park runs in a lot of the other states and territories now, Maddie. Are you a member of the Peel Club yet? No, I have got two to go. So the, the, the ACT and Tasmania are both on my hit list. Uh We've had a little, we, you know, you and I have had a couple of chats over time about Tasmania. Um, I have, I've got two of my compass points knocked off as well. Um, and I seem to just want to wait. Tasmania is a long way away and those little rat bags down there keep moving the compass point. So they do. I, I don't want to go there and then have to go back again a fortnight later. Well, I'm pretty sure we're locked in for the most southerly point that's going to stay for a while now. Uh, that one's launching in July next month. A little bit cold to head down that way, in my personal opinion. However, I understand that there are whisperings about the western point moving again soon. So it might not have to be too long before I skip down to Tassie myself, because otherwise I'm going to lose the whole compass. Yeah, so Margaret River obviously is currently that Western Point. Uh, I think we're a little way off at, at going any further west at this stage, but uh, we, we have had some inquiries. Matty, you, you get around a bit. Have you got a top three for us? You can't include your own. and yeah. Oh, man, I knew that was coming. 
It's a tough one. Well, I've uh, well, I have done 126 park runs. I've only been to 26 different events. Um, there's some fantastic ones there. Uh, gee, Mount Clarence really has a has a view that is amazing as you're running up and around the side of the hill from Ellen Cove, and, and, and a, with a finish line on the beach as well is pretty special. Uh, Margaret River, it's a really really nice little course on trail along the Margaret River and and a, and a finish line that is right at a cafe where the, the barcode scanner actually gets to sit at a table, which is a pretty awesome spot. And, geez, number three, whew, making it hard for me. I know there's so many. Uh, we had Nightcliff recently. That was in a pretty good spot, although they probably lose a point because I didn't see any crocodiles. I was really expecting to see crocodiles there. Uh, Mainland, Mainland's Peninsula probably That's a, you know, for an inner city park run in Perth is in a very nice quiet little spot right along the Swan River so yeah I think I might lob them into number three. Maddie, you are embarking on a personal adventure soon with a new job starting how is that going to impact your park running and your park run adventures? Well uh, I guess unfortunately once we get that underway, I have to hand over as being event director because it'll be a couple of hours away. Um, I'm moving to a smaller town in the Great Southern and it'll also mean changing my home run, uh, which will at this stage most likely be Manjima, uh, which is a, a great little event that does a lap around, a couple of laps around a massive tree called the, we call him the king, he's King Jarrah. <clears throat> uh, and... It pretty much will make every park run an adventure as it's going to be 50 minutes or an hour to, to get to either Manjimup or Mount Clarence. Any plans to start one a little bit closer to home? Uh, unfortunately, the, it's a very small town and the population probably wouldn't uh, survive it. Um, and, and having started a couple of park runs, I know I've been involved in the starting of a number of park runs now over over time. It, uh, it can be a little bit onerous when you first get going um, to be there and volunteering for the first for the first little bit. And I think just the way that my life works out at the moment, I am away travelling reasonably often, and and that would complicate that as well. So, Maddie, I'm curious now. So, as a park run tragic that you are, you're going to be moving away from all these park runs, is that going to affect your park run experience and your involvement with park run? Uh, it, it'll mean I don't get to go as often as I have been uh, just because of that travel factor, but I um, am not sure that it will stop me from being an addict. Well, that's comforting to know. We'd hate, Despite what I've said about you on the podcast, I think you've been a fantastic asset to uh, the Western park run in general, so it'd be great if you could stick around. And, you know, how small is small? How small is too small? That's my question. Uh, well, a population of around 200 probably means that it's just a, <clears throat> a little bit on the little bit on the small side, um, and a, a sort of country town where people are travelling for sport on Saturday mornings with kids and that sort of stuff as well. So you, you you pretty quickly limit yourself to a number that's just a little bit below what would be sustainable. Well, you know, what's sustainable when you can hang tokens in trees and get people to scan themselves in? <laughs> How many volunteers do you really need at an event? Well, uh, well, a long time ago, we actually got away with one at Geograph Bay um, as a in the middle of a rather heavy, heavy rainstorm. We had a and a, the run director sitting in the front seat of the car. We only had eight participants, so that she managed to write down names. As, as they crossed the line to keep them in order rather than hand out a token. I love those sorts of stories. I think it happens more, more than we know as well, those little events. Before we let you go, Maddie, I do want to know if money were no object, time was no object, where would you park run? Oh, boy. Uh, am I, is that just a one park run thing or is it a thousand-week-long Saturday ex expedition Saturdays <laughs> when we If we let you have a thousand week long thing, then we might be here for a very long time. And this podcast, uh, I don't, I don't know if we've got enough space on our computers um, to record that long. So let, let's let's restrict it just a little bit, and um, you you get to choose one. Well, that would have to be 
a new uh, an event I haven't done before and a new country. Uh, one I do I follow a couple of the Russian events uh, on Facebook, and I am constantly amazed by the depth of the snow and that sort of thing that they run through over there in winter. So I'd probably have a go at one of those one of those Russian events or or Poland where where some of it looks pretty similar. They, they're scraping foot deep snow off the path before an event in winter. It looks like fun. I'm sure it is fun. Um, so I hope you get there one day. Um, thanks for coming on the podcast this week, Maddie. I'm just I'm just filling out. I'm just updating the uh, merchandise for uh, the West of Folding. So I just wanted to check: was it a medium or a large? You're after uh, a, a large. I oh. do have a big car to wash. Good. I'll make sure I get that in there. The premium model. So thanks very much for joining us on the podcast this week, and I'll see you in Melbourne in a couple of months' time. All right. Thanks very much for having me, guys. Parkrun Adventures, it's Melissa here coming to you from Hastings Foreshore Parkrun. We've um, had their fourth birthday here this morning and we're at the uh, brunch and I've got the RD Tim Baldwin here. Hi Tim. Hi Melissa, how are you going? Hello Parkrun Adventures. I'm good, thank you. So tell us a bit about Hastings Foreshore, Tim. Um, it's been going four years? Yeah, four years today. Had a lovely birthday today, fluoro theme. Um, everyone got all dressed up, it was beautiful. Um, it's a lovely two and a bit lap course, very flat, quite fast. It's a lovely course. I've been down here a few times over the years. And um, what, what's your attendance today? Attendance was 119, and for quite a, a chilly, cold day, it's a good, good. It was, and it was the skies stayed clear for us. It was a bit cold, but. No, no rain. No rain. The rain held off, which, yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, no, yeah. that's good. And you put on a barbecue? Yeah, we had bacon and eggs. Uh, it's, it's just a common thing that we've done throughout all our birthdays. The, um, the event team always put together a barbecue, bacon and eggs, and, yeah, so everyone has bacon and eggs when we finish. Beautiful. Very good. And you're a bit of an adventurer yourself? Ah, uh, yes, slightly. <laughs> How many different events have you done, do you know? I think it's about 63. Yeah. Okay. yeah. But Hastings is your obviously. Hastings your home. is my home. Yes, uh, try to try to um, RD here at least once every two months. You're a good volunteer. Yeah, I work every second Saturday. It makes it a bit hard. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thanks, Tim. And how did you get started into parkrun? Okay, I started parkrun in I think it's 2013 at Diamond Creek. Uh, my brother came over from West Australia and said, "All I want to do in this week." is go to Diamond Creek Park Run for their launch, which um, I didn't even know anything about it. And since then, I've only missed one Saturday for a park run. I've slept in, um, and I've met many people. Heaps of friends, made heaps of friends. Fabulous. Yeah. And you've got a trip planned. Yes, I've got a trip planned. Uh, I'm going to New Zealand in August with my wife, and I've pencilled in a park run at Rotorua. Oh, that's fabulous. I hope it goes well for you. Thank you. Thanks for talking to me. Thanks, Mel. Howdy, Parkrunners. It's Toc reporting in for the Channel 5 News crew. I'm down at the wonderful coastal city of Portland in Victoria. It's been a smidge damp before Parkrun, then it cleared up during Parkrun. We got a bit of blue sky, and now it's a bit of liquid sunshine again. I'm here with Kay and Tracy, part of the really bubbly event team down here. We've had a great day down here. Um, Kay, you had um, an L plate on today. What was that all about? Uh, well, today was my first day um, being run director. So. Okay, well, we wouldn't have guessed that from the briefing. That was really good. You've done a great job. Oh, thank you. And so, how many park runs have you done, Kay? I've um, completed 75 park runs now. Um, most of them have been in Portland, with just a handful away. Yeah. What's the so. furthest one away you've done? Wagga. Wagga. Okay, there's a heap of adventurers have gone up to Wagga from Melbourne today, driven up overnight for it. Oh, okay. I went up there for their launch. Oh, cool. Okay. I've also got Tracy with me. Tracy's apparently heard of the podcast before. <laughs> How are you, Tracy? I'm very good, thank you. That's good. And uh, you were volunteering today? You were scanning today? I was scanning, so I had the best position. I was undercover and I was nice and warm. <laughs> yeah, in the uh, liquid sunshine. It's always sunshine, sunny at Park Run, but today might have been a bit of liquid sunshine. You had a good spot for it. I did. That's right. I kept nice and dry where I was. 
So Tracy, what's your park run background? You've been out and done a couple of different ones? I've probably done maybe six or seven different ones. I've done a couple in Tasmania and then I do try and plan little weekends away around where the park run venues are. So. Yeah. And funny enough, we've just discovered that we both did the Ralton launch on the same day, obviously, because it was a launch. Yeah, that's right. So that was a good one. Yep, you're down there for the Masters games. I was. I was playing soccer and um, for a team from all around Australia, actually. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well done. Hmm. We both play soccer, and we're going to yeah. kick off to this afternoon at three o'clock. So you don't get out and do a park run first. You uh, try to volunteer on the soccer days. No, actually, I um, nearly always run before soccer. Yeah. yeah a bit of a loosener. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just um. I love to run, so <laughs> I'm very addicted to park runs, so, yeah. And I tend to volunteer instead of running, because I run on the pitch and K's in goal, so, yeah. Yep. And so how did Alan, the um, ED from down here, the mighty Alan, how did he talk you into becoming a run director? Uh, he's been asking me for quite a while, and I think it was just a matter of time before um, I gave in and stepped up to the role. And it wasn't as bad as you thought, was no, it? No, it wasn't as bad, no. No, you stood up the front there like you'd done it a heap of times. <laughs> Look, the only reason I sort of haven't stepped up before is because I just like to run. Yep. I love to run and when you're RD you can't run, so, <laughs> yeah. So you didn't get out and do a pre-course run? No, no, not in today's conditions. I noticed there was a few out and about this morning. Mr Murphy ran the Highlands Park run very early this morning. He must have been RD at Highlands today. So. Okay. And what's the weather going to bring for the rest of the day down at sunny Portland? Oh, I think it's going to be much the same, just drizzle. So drizzle. soccer out in the rain? Yeah, that's right. We play rain, hail or shine. It yeah. doesn't matter. Cool. And for those that haven't been to Portland, just give us a quick course description of the Portland course. So we run around a lagoon, which is um, really quite pretty, and it's uh, an out and back, so yeah. Yep. Really nice. And you've got a couple of bridges in there, so you keep Scotty Trickett pretty happy. A little bit of a, a hill at the start and at the finish again, so that's always a little bit tricky, but um, yeah, otherwise it's generally pretty flat. And apparently there's some fairly regular visitors out on course that I missed today because I was tail walking and just chatting as I walk, but you have a lot of koalas out on the course. We, we did, I think we had a koala out there today, and we always have some ducks in the lagoon well lots of bird life in the lagoon so yeah and we have a swooping magpie in season too. yeah <laughs> looking forward to that time of the year again i've been swooped before and he's got me <laughs> and on the plus side you've got a really great cafe to go to after park run to warm up again and good coffee yeah, that's right we do, that's yeah. right the highlight of it the social yeah. side at the end yeah no there's a big group inside that's so really yeah. good well thanks for your time and we'll uh, call it a day cheers guys thank you bye it was Ladies First with our own official Melissa Ellis from the Channel 5 News crew visiting Hastings Foreshore and Toc was back again. Toc's getting around the state, Mel. He was over at Portland, which is a long way from Inverloch. Portland, yes, it is a little bit of a ways from sunny Inverloch. However, it sounds like they had a great time. A big shout out to Kay, who was a first time run director and was awesome by all accounts. And also to Tracy, who we understand listens to the podcast in the bath. That's a first, Scotty. Well, it's a first for me. Do you know of other people who listen to our podcast in the bath? Uh, nobody's shared that information with me up until this point. Yeah, I don't have a lot of <laughs> I don't have a lot of bath conversations with people in general. So I wouldn't be surprised okay. if others do. But great. Hi, Tracy. Shall we head to the poem zone? We've had a couple of submissions for the Palm Zone. Or would you like to find out where our launches and anniversaries are? Well, we've got a structure, Mel. We've got a format. Oh, do we? We do. <laughs> well, then let's head back. We've got a launch. Only one this week in New South Wales at Meriwa. There we go. This is a strange old week. Is it because it's like this? Because we've only got one anniversary too, which is at Logan River. And I reckon it's because it's the 30th of June and sometimes... And it's cold. Well, no, I don't think that stops launches. We go crazy with launches at this time of year. But I think this is because this is the fifth Saturday or something in June, so this wouldn't happen very often. That's what it is, Mel. Oh, you think? Yeah. So only every five years are we able to launch. No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, maybe, maybe... How often? Well... Maybe Sarah Logan, because she was, she was when she launched... Logan River, she was in the know. She was running the show. And maybe she's put a clause in that no other events will share this weekend. So all the limelight is on Logan River. Who knows? It's a mystery. Yep. But there we go. That's it for this week. So now you can now you can press on to 
The poems. The poems. Are, are. Still haven't got. We, we need a. We need a theme. I still got to work on that. Like a theme music or a yep. theme. Okay. It needs intro music. I'll let you. It needs something. It needs a sting. I hope. I hope I do it before we run out of poems. <laughs> well, that that will only happen if people don't keep sending them in. So keep sending them in, people. You can either email them to parkrunadventurers at gmail dot com or send us a Facebook message on the Parkrun Adventurers Facebook page. Um, not as likely to see it if you hashtag us on Instagram or Twitter, unless you hashtag Poem Zone. I'll start doing a search for people hashtagging Poem Zone as well. Okay, but last week I asked, let's move away from the haikus and let's get back to some some other forms of poetry. And our number one fan has delivered. Do you want to go first, Mel? She's she's given us two. She has given us two. So the first one is is a take on the classic. Roses are red type poem. However, it goes: a fifty shirt is red, five hundred is blue. The fun in between is all up to you. That's a good I like one. it. Yeah, they're good poems. Yeah. These are the ones I can understand. That haiku is a bit too high level for me. You like rhymes, don't I do. you? I do. I do. I want everything to <laughs> rhyme. Rhymes make sense. Yeah, I'll start <laughs> singing soon. But let me have a go at this one. There once was a girl from Kawana who sometimes slept through her alarma. She'd wake with a fright and no time to take flight. So Paul Wes must now sleep in the Cara. Dodgy but funny. Dodgy that but was funny. That <laughs> Melissa sent in and <laughs> love, it, love it, love it. I did laugh out loud when I read that the first time, I will admit. And so once again, she's showing her preference. She's you're obviously her favourite because she didn't. I just love that she's she's created words to rhyme with Kawana. (laughs) I don't know that any exist, but she's made some. She's made it work. Now she just needs to figure out how to rhyme something with Westerfolds or Westerfoldian. Yeah, that could be a bit more of a challenge. Or president, we can go there. I'm now the president. But so that's it. The poems are, and that's it. We're going to wrap it up for this week. We need, we need more entries. If you want the poem zone to keep going. We love them. We love them. We love reading them. And we, we love it when Parkrun Adventurers get a little bit creative off the uh, Parkrun course. It's very cool. But we are, we are wrapping up for today. And, and, Scotty, you're off on a bit of an adventure in coming weeks. So podcasts might be a little bit – how are we going to do this? Well, let's, let's find still, out. We're still going to record while you're away? So remember this fateful time last year. So, yeah, I'm heading back to the UK. And this is, this is the time of the year last year where we had a hiatus. We did. It, it actually fell at a relatively good time because I just had a little person as well. Yep. So we took – but we only took one week off. No, there's a few more than that, Mel. No. It was. I'm You've sure forgotten. it was only one week. No, we took a couple. We took a couple. But here's my commitment. Here's my commitment to you and the podcast. One podcast a week throughout the next few weeks when I'm overseas. I think it's, I think it's due. I think it's we need, to, we need to pay back our listeners for last year. Well, not to mention the fact that it would look a little bit soft on your behalf if I can record while I'm in America and you can't record while you're in the UK, just quietly. Well, I never thought of it like that, but you're right. <laughs> you're right. The only difference, realistically, is that I was on a holiday and you will be working. So you actually have commitments. Yeah, but look, it's a long flight. And I think last year, I, I, I edited the podcast on the plane flying over there last year, so I can do it again this year. Excellent. Yep. So that's, that's all fun and games. Looking forward to it. It's going to be good fun. Um, yeah. I can't wait to hear about which events you choose to do this time you're away. Mm. I'm assuming you'll be doing different ones. Try to get up on me on the uh, most events list worldwide. Yes. Plans are afoot. And let me tell you, Mel, I'm, you know, work's hard. I've got to go overseas to work. Uh, poor me. But I must admit I'm looking forward to the uh, park runs that I'm going to get to go to. But <laughs> poor you. Yeah. Now let's get back to the teas. So we've finished. We've finished the podcast. The uh, the teas. The World Cup. You you've actually got World Cup fever, which I'm very impressed with. Have you got a grasp on how the tournament works yet? Um, when you say grasp, I'm I'm assuming it's got something to do with that little diagram that has all the coloured dots about how many how many goals people need to score according to 
who they play with and things like that to get through to the next round. I think there are three rounds. I'm pretty sure you've made it through to the final and I'm not sure how that works because you you don't have to play the second round. Is that how that works? <laughs> No, well, no, maybe you haven't been okay, paying so as much attention as I thought. Okay, so obviously I don't have a grasp. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about, so we had a work sweep and I was lucky enough to jag Croatia, which at the time I was thinking, Croatia? <laughs> but <laughs> And I, who, who did I get? I got Costa Rica. Costa Rica. Now, I, I must admit I'm not an expert in the world of soccer, as we call it, but I, I had a feeling that Costa Rica weren't the world power that, Maybe you had hoped they were, and well, um, my my predictions <laughs> proved true because they're out. They haven't. They made only it just got out though in their their third game. They got to play three games before they got out. And don't say that thing where everyone gets to play three games. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. They participated okay. It doesn't matter if they're a final finisher. They got through, but I've got uh, Croatia. So Hrvatska, Hrvatska. And see, so here's the thing. Now I have the the beauty of this is I get the opportunity to swear my allegiance to somebody else who could potentially win. I'm a free agent, and I get to pick and choose from whoever's still in there. Well, and jump I on Croatia with me. I choose. Well, why would I want to do that? Wouldn't I want to back a winner? Hey, they haven't lost. That's that's my point. They are the winners. <laughs> they haven't lost yet. I think. So far, I don't know if any other teams haven't lost yet, but they haven't lost yet. But on, a, on another side, so I did get a little bit of um, World Cup fever. And remember, my beautiful wife is Polish and yes. we live in Australia. And so we kind of have an allegiance to Australia. So we watched all the games and the Polish games weren't on at friendly times. Like I wake up at four o'clock in the morning and Yvonne's got the TV on and she's shouting <laughs> at the TV. <laughs> so she was very passionate. But unfortunately, Poland were useless. They lost their, their games. <laughs> Australia were pretty much useless, but um, so it hasn't been a successful tournament in that respect up to this point. But but it's fun being in the game, isn't it? Yeah. Thank God for Croatia. If I had a dollar. <laughs> well, good luck, Scotty, with your future games, and and we we should check in on those as as the World Cup progresses. Good good World Cup chat, Mel. Thanks, Scotty. I, I feel like I contributed a little bit more that to to this chat than I have been able to for the NFL in the past. So that's nice for a change. Yep, yep. And um, just just wrap it up. Uh, I'm having a quiet one this week, I think. I'm just going to maybe just toddle off somewhere local. Have you got any exciting plans for this parkrun weekend? Or should we set why, it up as another why tease? Am I, why am I picking up like a tone in your voice like you are luring me into a false sense of security no, about no. where you're going. No, I feel like you've got a sneaky adventure planned. No, I definitely haven't. Definitely haven't. But it might change depending on your answer to my question. <laughs> if I manage to get out of bed, if the teething ceases before the weekend and I don't have a rough night on Friday night, uh, the plan is to go home because okay. I haven't been home for a very long time and it's always nice to be home. Good. I'm relieved. You enjoy your time at Kiwana. Make sure you set that alarma and <laughs> we'll speak to you next week for a real highlight of our podcast journey so far. Talk to you then, Scotty. 